the people stood yelling, Crucify! And it breaks our hearts every time. For Jesus' death occurs every time someone is ignorant, mistreated, oppressed. Crucify! Tears away at God's beloved. After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples. Uh, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his uh, with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with the police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, Whom are you looking for? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. I did not lose a single one of those whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Mal Malchus. Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? So the soldiers, the officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him.
first they took him to Anna's, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas. Caiaphas. It's a tough one. The high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside at the gate. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate, and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, the cock crowed. from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual uh, defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have uh, handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he ind indicated the kind of death he was to die. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But, but as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king? For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no, no, cause, no case against him. 
Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you, you, wouldn't have, you would have no power over me unless it, had been given, unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. 
From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabatha. Gabatha. Now, it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified.
So they took Jesus and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him. And with two and with two with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but this man said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill that what, what, what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus, where his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, When Jesus saw his mother and his disciple, whom he loved, standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. Present God, we are amazed that Jesus, nearing his death, reached out to comfort and empower those dearest to him. At the foot of his cross, he called his mother and his beloved disciple into a new community. Give us the grace and courage to, to, to join them there, welcoming all who struggle and grieve into the new covenant of love and grace. For whom shall we pray in our world, our community, our family, under the shadow of the cross? This time, if you have any intercessions of your own, please stand, say them out loud, and just finish with, we pray to the Lord, and we'll answer, or, or answer, we'll say, Lord, hear our prayer. Okay, we pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Just go ahead. Anybody have anything? Um, I, <laughs> I hope that she finds peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. I'd like to pray for continued guidance and strength and hope for our church here. We're a small group tonight, but that's okay. I just pray that we uh, do God's will and hopefully continue to grow. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. I'd also like to pray for all of those who are still out there, who don't know the story that we're hearing tonight, who don't know the pain that Jesus went through and the suffering he, he gave for us, for our sins, so that we may live on. I pray that they find their path and that they, they are able to join us in everlasting life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. I also pray for everybody here. This is a night of somber prayer, but also a a night of reflection. This is the final week of Lent, and it's important that you take the time for yourself to pray and listen. Listen. I pray that we all are able to listen. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. I want to pray for each one of us to have patience. As, as we've been, it seems to have been pounded into me the past couple months now. <laughs> patience is always great for all of us. Pray the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Anybody else? Okay. Be seated.
After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. I will be their God. These words don't sound surprising, but they should be. The Lord God himself is saying these words for the same reason he says anything. Because you and I need to hear his words. I will be their God. Have you always acknowledged him as your Lord? Think hard now about your life. He isn't your God. Not all the time. Too often when good things happen in your life, you attribute it to luck your own activity. When evil things happen, do you want to shake your fist at the heavens in anger and demand an answer for why a loving God does these things? You complain to the one who is there with you in the midst of evils. He hasn't always been your God, but Good Friday shows how he will be your God. Death. Tonight the serpent's head is crushed. Evil is defeated but at such great cost. God's Son is hanging. God's Son is calling out. It is finished. Let me ask you, what is finished? It is finished. What is finished? All things on earth begin and all things end. People are born and people die. The music starts and the music ends. It's interesting how so often beginnings are celebrated while endings are mourned. Is Good Friday that kind of mournful ending? It is finished, Jesus cries out. What is finished? The dark scene of sin. Imagine and maybe images of paradise can again enter our minds. Listen to our sermon text, Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall be there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. <clears throat> and he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have his heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. When God says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, it means that he was there when the skies of paradise were sunny, and his communion with his children was perfect. When he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, it means that his presence spans the dark times. Good Friday and all our mournful times. Yes, Good Friday times are mournful, but not, definitely not a mournful end as the world views death. For when the Lord God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, he invites us to images of a new paradise. On dark Good Friday, God gives us a vision of a brighter future. Hear it again. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. 
neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. It is finished, Jesus cried out. What is finished? The price of our sin has been paid by his death. You are reconciled to God. Paradise will be restored. How do we know that? Listen to this from Revelation's vision of our wonderful future. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. It is finished. Jesus has earned your forgiveness. It is done. His death opens a glorious future. And the words are written to give us hope. It is finished. It is done, says the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There was a philosopher named uh, Nietzsche who is famous for having written, God is dead. The words, God is dead, were intended to be provocative, but Nietzsche's in intent behind the words was to say that God may as well be dead if God makes no difference to, to one's life. I'll say that again. Nietzsche meant that God may as well be dead if God makes no difference in your life. Do you live as if God is dead in your life? Christ did die. And we know the promise of a new heaven and a new earth. That makes all the difference for Christ's followers even though we're still plagued with evil and sorrow. You and I see creation fall into ruin before us. Sorrow comes and tears are shed, but the dark scenes of our lives are not the final scene because God did indeed die. Not as Nietzsche thought, but on the cross, God did die. And because God did die and write for us words of a new heaven and new earth, because it is finished and it is done, you and I, will have, you and I have glimpses of glory even in the darkest of our times. The full effect of Jesus' death won't be realized until that last day. But until then, your God is your source of joyous and confident hope. I am with you, he says, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, with you to hear your prayers, with you to speak soothing words, with you to give you the nourishment of his body and blood with you to wipe away every tear from your eye. It is finished. It is done. I will be their God. Tonight the scene is dark as we mourn the result of our sin. What that sin caused our Savior to endure. We mourn the fragmenting of our relationship with our Creator. And we miss those walks through the garden. We remember the suffering and death of our Savior. We remember what He taught us and what His life means to us. In a world where it's easier to tear down and start over, our God has made Himself the God of restoration. Tonight, the Word restores you to Him. Tonight, He is your God and you are His people. Tonight, the dark scene begins to brighten. It is finished. Our tears glisten with hope. I will be their God. I am making all things new. Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done.
After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths, according to the burial customs of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been, been laid. And so because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there.
The seventh candle was the tough one. It was for me. And it was so strange because I got to it and I didn't, remember, I didn't even realize we were there yet. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like a little bit of disbelief, I guess, hearing it again. What did y'all feel? What did y'all think about the service tonight? What did you like? What did you like about it? I mean, it's a tough one. It's not really a likable service, but it's moving. Very powerful. I, I wasn't expecting it. Just how short it was to be. Like I said, there at the end, all the, the three of us ended up having a little moment there. <laughs> those things happen. I know you remember those, and that's good. Um, Amazing how a man who died 2,000 some odd years ago can still, you know, bring that up from inside of us and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and, and be with us. Nothing ever would, but we, we have to, we can't let it, we can't let that story, that story will, will always live on, hopefully, but we, 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 have, to, we, have, to, we have to make sure it does. What, you know? That's our job. Yeah. That's your job. You know, that's, that's part of being a Christian is spreading the word. That's why I pushed you guys so hard. That's one of the reasons. I mean, obviously we need some more people in our church, but, um, you know, getting out there and talking about it is part of your job. You know, when we talked about yesterday, Christian, or blah, blah, Christian, blah, blah. Right? I mean, we've all heard it. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or whatever come to our door, you know, waving their Bible. Want to talk about how we're sinners and this, that, and the other. They want to judge us and this, that, and that, and they want to tell us how it's their wonderful way of life. And then all we hear is blah, blah, Christian, blah, 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 Christian, blah, blah. Oh. Right? Just a second. Yeah, sure. So we know what it feels like on this end. So maybe we take it a different way. You know, we approach things a little differently. You know, we keep it keep it kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> You know, they've got all these new new ways of doing things. You don't know how to talk to people. Talk to people. You'll be surprised how many people, if you just don't push it on them and just talk about your experiences in your life and how God has changed your life and how, you know, this church has changed your life, hopefully, then they'll listen. Because believe me, people want good things to happen in their lives. And if they see you're having good things, they want a part of it. Um, I, I know we're you know talk is cheap, but I mean, but I I, I really could have done so much more than, than I have um, as far as like getting the word out and, and everything. I, mean, I have told people about you know about the church, but I could have done so much more. And, we all could and I should have, have done. I should have done so much more. We all could have. We all. Um, we all. You know. We talked about that a couple of, well, last Sunday or Sunday before. We talked about you know. Um, sometimes we, we we fall flat flat on our face. Sometimes we. We have the best intentions in the world. We, you know, absolutely attend, intend to do something, and we don't. We just don't. We're we're sinners. We're procrastinators. We're people. We're human beings. We're human beings. Don't be hard on yourself about it, but don't forget it either. You've got to get up and get in. You know, just because you screwed up once doesn't mean you have to keep screwing up. Just because you're down in the dumps doesn't mean you have to stay there. And just because you're whatever you are in your life that you don't like doesn't mean it has to stay that way. The whole idea of life is it's changing. That's why it's so uncomfortable most of the time. Because it's always something new. When we get complacent and we get stuck in something and we get that's when we kind of get in the muck. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. You're bathing in it almost. And, and you don't want to get out of it. You're just kind of I don't, it doesn't feel real good, but you know, I don't have any energy to get up and do anything. But unfortunately you find you you, you get you only realize it once you're there. Usually, I think you know. You, you usually don't realize you don't getting, realize it when you're there. Usually, don't you? You really don't usually realize you're getting into a rut until you're you realize you're in the rut. You know. True. So it's hard. So to, what do you do? You, know, you just get try to get out of it. Change your, yourself yeah. up. You have friends that'll tell you. Lean on your right friends. Yeah. You do have that. And the important thing at that point is to realize: okay, what did I do to get here? What are the steps I took that got me to this place now? And how do I improve on that later on in my life? How do I take these steps and go, wait, 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 wait. I've already messed this up once. Let's not do it again. Because you know what we do? We forget. And I've told you a million times now, when you forget things, when you forget the steps you took, when you forget what you let people do to you, when you forget actions, they're doomed to repeat. Words mean nothing. Actions is what matters. Non digliamus 
verbo nec lingua sed in opere veritate. Very simple. What does it mean? Basically, what does it mean? Basically, my words means nothing, and your actions are everything. What is the exact tradition? Let us not love, let us not love in word. Indeed, I think. Indeed. Yeah. Nor by word, but in through doing, I think is what it says. Something yeah. like that. That's what the translation says. It's been a little over 40 days since we've seen that. It is. It has. <laughs> it's, it's always on the website, though. That's important because, you know, I've talked about this before. When you're a man of your word, your word is you. Your word is 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 you. And when you have nothing to back up your word because you say something and don't do it, or say something and do the opposite, or whatever, you are nothing. What are you at that point? What are you? Yeah, we all make mistakes, and we, all, you know, forgiveness is important here. And I'm not trying to say judge each other and say, how dare you do this and that. That's not what I'm saying. You, you don't mean that you're pleading for me. Let the, first, the man who, without sin, cast the first stone, right? Glass houses and whatnot. Absolutely. But what I am saying is, you need to look at, this is, the, this is the last couple days of Lent. Look inside yourself and make a change. You're not doing something right. Because if you were, I wouldn't see all these looks on your faces right now. All of us we do. And all of us can change. We can. And God will be there waiting. He will. I'm talking about patience. That one patient deity up there, I tell you. Mm -hmm. All of us down here just singing and hoopla and doing our thing. and All he wants us to do is praise and worship him and love him. That's all he wants. Because when you do that, everything else falls into place. When you praise and worship God with all your heart and soul, everything else in your life just works. Can we do that 100% of the time? Probably not. Probably the best human in the world can't do that. We're human. But damn it, we need to try. And we need to try harder. You've got to learn to pray. None of y'all are praying like you should. I know you're not. I know you're not because you'd be talking to me about it if you were. You'd be coming to me saying, you won't believe this, I heard it! Because that's the way it happens. It's like, all of a sudden that radio dial gets tuned in. And it's not through here. It's, it's just a... Mm. Well, why does it necessarily always have to be a big thing? It doesn't. Could it it doesn't. It's I'm sure it's different often, for everybody. Often it would be little little things that you would true end up forgetting about them. later. We miss those. That's the thing. That's that we miss those little things all the time. You know, I talk about, you know, my mother and her big things that she does when she, you know from the other side, like taking my phone on my birthday and writing M O M on it. <laughs> the, the story is funny. That story. I've finished that story. I've seen the clip over and over again. But the, the story actually ends, it didn't just go M-O-M. It went M-O-M and it went to Wikipedia definition of a mom. Which I thought was just, just a hoot. I mean, that was just ridiculous, you know? She wanted to really drive it home. I'm telling you. That's why I threw that thing across the room. The thing about that, the reason that brought that up is because she was probably trying all those little things all the time to get my attention and it never worked. It's just like you're saying. God probably doing the same thing. I mean, God, look around. I mean, God's in everything. I mean, the miracles never stop. They never stop. I mean, look around. But sometimes it takes, you know, bigger kick in the butt. Something like this to get our attention. <clears throat> I mean, that's hard to look at. They beat these people often, the Romans did, until their entrails came out of their body. You know what their entrails are? Oh, your, your, intestines. your intestines. Your fecal matter is all wrapped up inside of you. The, the miles of it inside of you. It starts to fall out the back of their, their backs where they've been beaten so hard. You could see their other internal organs, like their lungs, their heart, and your kidneys, from the skin being torn away, from them beating you. 
the video at the beginning that you had put up there was it, it showed fairly graphic very well. The one that played right before we started, um, actually after the first bells, mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of video. It was the sounds of the crucifixion, the sounds of that day. They would do it up until they do the up until they would kill you because they don't right. Want, no, no, they you they have to die on the cross. You got to you got to be a spectacle. Yeah, that's 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 they do a bad job if you if you die before they. Well, I mean, obviously they're doing it for a reason. Yeah. I mean, why are why do we publicize you know so many of these cases like right. this because people have to know that there's a there is there's a consequence. Sure. You know, if you're going to screw up like this, this is what's going to happen to you. It's interesting. I, Non-Christians kind of surprise me because I think, you know, you would think that if, if one man did that, that and he was killed, there'd be some others who would try to do it at the end, you know, follow up, some, some copycats as we call it. I never heard one. I never heard one. I mean, I've heard people saying, yeah, I'm Jesus Christ or whatever, but, you know, I've never heard anything going as far as... Yeah. Because the Jews obviously felt that he was nothing. You know, he was... I'm just a crazy man. So, I mean, there's a lot of other crazy people out there who say they're Jesus Christ. But they don't put themselves oh, in the Right. They, they wouldn't be able to back it up like you could. I mean, obviously. I mean, right. <laughs> so, what about Pontius Pilate? He washes his hands of the matter and says, His blood is not on my hands. He's, you know, I find no cause for this. Y'all do with him as you will. What about that? How do you feel about he's, that? He's still thrown into the wolves. He could have made the choice of, no, I'm going to protect there him. There would have been a riot. He still would have been the ruler. He still would have there had would have been a riot. That still would have been right. I, I think he made the choice that unfortunately a lot of people probably would have made. A lot of people probably would have bowed to he that. He made pressure. no choice is what he did. Right. By making no choice, by saying, I, you know. It's, like, it's almost worse than making the choice. Yeah. Because he didn't. He, didn't even have, he wasn't even man enough to do anything. You're right. But he, he That's made, his point. He made the same choice, though, that, that politicians even today make. You know, they, they, they bow to popular, um, they bow to what their constituents want, or they bow well, to what they're supposed to do. Well, yeah, right. That's why they're voted in, voted in office, right? But they'll, they'll go against their what they know to be right sometimes to sometimes. give in to the great, you know, what the public's crying for. Even, or or, the or for other reasons. Right. It's like right. their own pocketbooks. Right, right. Right? What yeah. the public doesn't want. Right. Yeah. yeah, which is really what, what takes people off, right? And they'll go against their conscience. Gotta be though, careful so. talking about that because I can't get too much into politics, yeah. but knock them up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So the visions of of Jesus Christ carrying basically two tree trunks put together through the city, dragging it after he'd been beaten for hours. Splinters and all. The crown of thorns, blood dripping down his face. And they take him and they take nails. Again, that video that you had, those videos you had going at the beginning. That was the idea. That's what I wanted you to see. Because too often we say, we say the words crucifixion. We say he died on the cross. And you think it's just like the, the, the crown just kind of gingerly placed on his head or, or whatever. This man... We say, he suffered and died for us. We say that so easily. But he suffered and died for us. Yeah, well. He suffered and died for us. And they took these nails and they, in, in his wrists, and they, you know, I can feel the cold steel hitting my wrist. And then all of a sudden, there's the immense pain of it crushing through my bones. And again, and again, and again. Again, until they get it. <coughs> I put a staple in my finger. Uh, yeah. I put a staple in my finger. Went through my, my thumb bone. Yeah, my thumb yeah. bone. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I let out the biggest guttural groan. I had to pull it out myself, right? Uh, pliers. Yeah. I mean, I was right over here. Oh. <laughs> I've never made a sound like that in my life. It was so. It was, I can't, can't imagine that a hundred thousand times worse. You know, well, going through all this. Yeah. Well, it was basically like a railroad spike. That's what it was. They didn't have a lot of ways of making. You know, the things we make today it wasn't 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 uh, you know surgical steel and it wasn't nice and sharp and I'm sure it was dull, rusty. It just ripped through his flesh, and then the feet. Then they take his feet and they put one on top of the other, and they hammer in this thing. And it goes through the first foot first. After about three hits, 
finally pops out the bottom, ripping basically most of the sole of his foot off. Then they hit the top of the second foot. Can you, can you see that? Can you feel that? Are you with me? Are you shutting me out? Does it hurt? It should. I'm not going to hold you very long today. I, I want you to, it was a short service for a reason. So that you can, you know, it's at the end of the service, it said something a little different. And we didn't start the service with the, with the blessing, we didn't end with the blessing. We're still in service from yesterday. This is a three, this is a service that goes on until Sunday. But the last thing it says, prayerful recess. What does that mean? You're supposed to retire into to prayer. We're just, we're still, we're still in, you're still, you know, in service. We're still, the mass still goes on, but we're in recess. So prayerful recess. What does that mean? It means you should be taking this time not to go out on Friday night necessarily, go party and have a good time for Easter, but you should be taking this time. Jesus Christ, we were celebrating the day that Jesus Christ just died. And I want you to think about, you know, we've all lost a loved one. Think about that night, that first night after you've lost a loved one. How hard that is. How alone you feel. Lost. Wishing you had said this, that, and the other. The memories you have. That's what tonight's supposed to be like. Just be at home. And, or in church. Or wherever you can be with others in prayer. prayer. But take the time. Take the time to pray tonight. <coughs> Tonight's a good night for that. <coughs> you have anything else for me? <laughs> okay. Listen up. Um, Sunday. This is, this is the last one before Easter, so we've got the big day coming up Sunday. Tomorrow's a lonely day. Holy mm -hmm. Saturday's always been a hard day for me because it's kind of like we're in limbo. I just feel like I feel just kind of discombobulated. I don't know what it is. It's just it's a, it's a mental thing or what it is, but always, as long as I can remember, Holy Saturday has just been <coughs> messed up for me. I'm just like, I'm, I'm kind of in that muck. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Well, if you really think about it, technically, if you were alive during the actual events of all this, there would be no way to heaven currently. Right. The disconnection. And our Savior, supposed Savior, is dead. They don't know he's going to rise. They didn't believe him. They didn't understand that. Come on, you're going to rise from the dead. God's got a surprise for you. It doesn't look like that. Sunday, 5 o'clock, we have service. Please be here on time. Listen, take that mucky time on Saturday to pick up the phone or get online or do something and get some people to come into church. We're going to have a good meal. You know, last last year was a good one. We had a full house last, last Easter. That was our first Easter ever, and it's the, so far it's been the best service we've had as far as attendance goes. Okay? Beat it. I challenge you. I don't think you can. I really don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can beat it. We'll show you. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. But when you get new blood in here and you get, and then it's really a different feeling when we had different people here. It was totally different because their ideas kind of come into the, to, the play and then they, and you feel their excitement about what we're doing here. Because when people come in, they actually sit down and they realize what we're doing and they start to get into it and they see that, hey, you're doing something that's kind of cool. You know, y'all are actually talking to each other. You know, yeah. um, they get excited if they, you know, hopefully. But it's it's you feel that excitement from the new people being here. And that's really that's that's rejuvenating, and it's, that's that's a big pickup for me too. So, all right, pray, pray, pray. Invite, 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 and cook, cook, cook. <laughs> we got some food to make for Saturday for Sunday, right? All right, that's it, guys. I will see you all on Sunday. It's been a beautiful week. It's been very nice, and I appreciate all of your help. Okay.